change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis, and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about trust issues. Why do I want to talk about this topic? Well, in my experience, what I've seen is most people's challenges and problems in life all boil down to trust issues. And trust issues in one of three areas. It can be any. Sometimes it's only one, but it can be any of these three or all of these three for some people. So what are these trust issues? Well, you either don't trust yourself, you don't trust others, or you don't trust life. Now, I spend most of my time in consults and in my group coaching programs to help people reestablish trust with any of these three areas, any of these three relationships, really. Because what happens is we all come into the world having a deep-seated trust for the people around us and a deep-seated trust for life. What occurs is during our life, we go through certain experiences that we perceive to be painful or difficult or scary. And as a result, we lose trust for whoever or whatever we perceive is responsible for that experience. And a lot of the time when I'm helping people work through the things that are holding them back from really leaning into their life and going for what they would love to go for, the thing that holds them back is somewhere along the line of their life, they had lost that trust for whomever or whatever it was. And so moving forward into their future, they're scared to move forward. They have an apprehension about it. And that apprehension actually stops them from really leaning into the thing that they want to lean into because they're not sure that they can trust that they will be able to pull through and make the most of it or that they can handle it. They believe that other people won't be there for them or other people will let them down or that life or the universe, or for some people they call it God, right? That they will be let down by this bigger existence beyond all of us. And so spending the time working through the trust issues that you might develop throughout your life at different stages will actually help you move forward with a greater degree of trust, obviously, but also a belief that things will work out. Now, I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about belief. Because in all honesty, faith can waver quite a bit for a lot of people. And faith has a bit of a stigma attached to it. It's usually, when people use the word faith, they're usually thinking of something that involves a religious or spiritual belief. Now, faith isn't necessarily something that you can lean on with conviction. Some people can, it's hard to lean on it with a lot of conviction, especially in the moments where you are feeling most troubled and most disheartened. Whereas if you have a personal belief that things will work out, that's a different story. 
And the reason why I say it's a different story is because if you have a belief that things will work out, you're basing that belief of some past experience. So when I say people have trust issues, what they're basing those trust issues on are some past experience that they perceive as painful, where maybe they feel like they let themselves down or other people let them down or abandoned them. Or maybe they felt like life didn't pull through no matter how many times they attempted something, they just weren't getting the results and so they, they blame life for letting them down or not being there for them. So these beliefs that we carry personally, individually, determine the way we see things moving forward. So if you work through where these beliefs started to change from where you were trusting to now no longer trusting, then what will happen is you will start to move forward with a greater degree of inspiration and belief that things will work out for you because you trust yourself or you trust others or you trust life. I hope this is making sense so far. So what I usually suggest people do is because we all come into the world with trust, at some point you have these different experiences where that trust gets broken. So my suggestion is to go back and look through your past and see if you can identify a period of time in your life where you did have trust, where you did believe that things would work out okay and that you believed you could make the most of a situation or you believed that people around you would be there for you or that life would deliver on something. As you kind of scan through your life, you will find that there is a period of time where that belief drops. And you no longer have that same sense of conviction or deep-seated belief that you will be okay. And what you want to do is identify what was going on at that particular point. What was the event that broke the trust you once had? Now, it's not necessarily just one event. It can be a buildup of several events and very different events at different stages throughout your life. And they all just chipped away at the trust and belief you had that things would be okay. But the earlier you go back, I want you to find a period where you can actually see that you did trust. You had a lot of trust in all three relationships, but at some point that got broken and you want to identify where that started to break. So for me personally, it was when I entered school in kindergarten. I hated school. I had a lot of challenges with school, not necessarily from the academic or the education standpoint, but mostly from the social side of things. I was really uncomfortable. I was scared. I was intimidated by these big social circles. and I felt like I didn't belong, so I didn't know how to really fit in. At the same time, I was feeling quite abandoned by my mother. And she wasn't doing anything particularly uh, traumatizing. She was just taking me to school and leaving me there. But the way I, I had perceived it as a child was she was abandoning me and she was leaving me behind. So I was quite distraught as some kids experience this. And it was only because I had a, a strong attachment to my mother at such a young age. When I had started doing the work and I looked back on my experience, what I found was that was one of the moments where I felt my mother had broken my trust because I trusted she would always be there. But, you know, she was dropping me off at school, following through with responsibilities and getting on with her day. And I also had trust issues with the people around me. Some of the students, I think the principal was there as well. And so I had a lot of challenges around that experience. That translated through most of my primary school or elementary school years where I had this lingering distrust where I felt like it just wasn't okay and I wasn't quite safe. Then later what happened in high school, I got beaten up a few times. My life had been threatened. I started to get really scared. And so then I started to lose trust there. And these were people who I thought were okay, who I thought were friends. 
and then the relationship changed. And so there was another period of time where I lost even more trust in people, and that was as I was becoming a young adult, I suppose. And then there were certain experiences a little beyond that where, again, I started to lose trust in people. I had an incident where there was a, a guy who jumped out of his car and committed road rage. And then I had to navigate that and go through the court system and deal with police and so on and so forth, which was a challenging situation as well because he was quite threatening. Also challenges with health issues at different stages of my life. So what I found is the more you go through these different stages in your life and you look for where that trust gets broken, you'll start to identify what might be the source of you holding yourself back from really leaning in and going for what you want. Because if you feel like you don't have the confidence, the certainty or the conviction to be able to lean into your life, you will hold yourself back because there will be that seed of doubt that just holds you back. You don't want to take that step because you feel like the floor won't be there if you do. That if you do take the step, the floor will fall from under you or as the saying goes, someone will pull the rug from under you and then you'll be flat on your face. So you want to look for where these moments were for you. That would be the first step to help you identify where this trust got broken. Now, once you've worked out where these events occurred in your past, throughout your history, you want to spend some time resolving the emotions around these experiences and repairing the perceived loss of trust. You want to start finding the trust again in those moments so you can repair that relationship, which will start to help you change the belief you have that you can actually start trusting people. You can trust yourself. You can trust life, which will help you move forward with a different level of certainty. So how do you do that? The way you start doing that is by going back to one of these events. Go and place yourself in the experience. Look for what is happening there. And see if you can identify who was breaking your trust, who was disappointing you, who was letting you down. It won't be everybody. It may be more than one person in that specific moment. But more often than not, it's usually one person and they just happen to be a very meaningful person to you. And then at the same time, while you're looking at that experience, what you want to do is start looking for how that person making or taking the action that they did was actually helping you? What were the upsides? How are you benefiting from that? How have you benefited from that since then? What were all the pros of the experience? What were all of the upsides or the advantages or how was it enriching your life? Another way to ask the same question is what lessons were you experiencing? What teachings were you receiving from that moment? And what we're trying to do is help you extract the gift of the experience. Because as long as you're feeling disheartened, as long as you're feeling frustrated or sad or disappointed, you won't be able to look at the experience as a gift. It will hold you back. And you'll stay in this judgment and this fear of that situation repeating again in the future. So see if you can start extracting value out of that experience. And just by asking that one question, what is the upside? What was the upside of that experience? And listing out a whole bunch of different ways it was helping you. Was it helping you develop self-reliance? Was it helping you learn to look after yourself? Was it helping you learn that you could do something that you thought you couldn't do? But because you were forced into a situation, you were able to learn how to do that. For example, one of, 
one of the stories or one of the situations I mentioned earlier about my own personal life when I was a child and I got put into school and I really didn't want to be there. I remember specifically my first day in kind- kindergarten and like I said, I was distraught and my mother was feeling a lot of guilt about leaving me because I was so upset. But what I realized was because I was so upset, there was another child in the same class who was really upset. So our kindergarten teacher said, right, you and you, you are friends now. And she sat us both next to each other because we were both upset. And because we were both upset, we started to sort of be there for each other, just through presence. We weren't really talking or anything like that. But because we were both upset, we were able to empathize with one another. And as a result, we bonded over that experience. And so we became friends throughout kindergarten and throughout our primary school years. So I can look at that experience as challenging and traumatizing, but in reality, it was an experience that gave me the opportunity to make a friend. And then there were some other people later throughout the day who actually came up to me and was considerate and they were taking their time and just kind of being there and introducing themselves to me because they could see that I was shy and uncomfortable and awkward. And so that shy, awkward, uncomfortable, sad little boy, myself back then when I was, God, I must have been five or six, ended up making friends through the process of being sad and being feeling abandoned by my mother at the time. And so it was a gift because a lot of those people stayed friends for a long time with me throughout my schooling years. And I'm not, I can't be certain that that would be the case if I wasn't so upset at the time. So it was an actual experience that I see as a gift now. That's the point that we want to be able to extract the gift of these experiences so we can see that they're not so heartbreaking and they're not so distrusting as events. Now, I want to give you another tool that has helped me in my life. Something that I've learned from a close mentor of mine, John Demartini. It's actually from his method called the Demartini method, where he talks about a balance of perceptions, where we actually have people around us at times who are there for us when we perceive they're not. And what I mean by that is in these experiences, to apply it specifically to this topic, when you look back at these moments where somebody was breaking your trust, if someone was abandoning you or not there for you, you look at who was there for you at the same time. And inevitably, if you persist with yourself and you don't buy into the narrative that nobody was there for you, you will find that there were were people there for you in those moments. There were people you could trust in those moments. There always is. I haven't found a situation where that hasn't been the case. And so for me, if I continue with that kindergarten story, I found that my kindergarten teacher was there for me. She was understanding and empathizing. There was that other student, that other boy, who was also upset. And there were also some friends, uh, some other students that became friends as well who were all there for me. And that had alleviated the anxiety and the worry and the stress and the sadness I was experiencing at the time. There was also a situation when I was being beaten up where at the time I didn't see it that nobody was there for me. But the reality is that there were people there for me at the time. I had somebody rush over to me right as I was in the throes of being beaten up and had rushed over to me and checked to see if I was okay as a peer. 
of mine and she wanted to make sure that I was okay, was checking to see if I had help or if she could call someone for me. So in these situations that feel really extreme, we convince ourselves that there aren't people there for us, that there aren't people that we can trust. But in reality, there are. It's just a matter of us slowing down long enough to actually look and to see. So in saying all of that, I encourage you to look for these experiences that you've been through in your life where you see trust has been broken by other people or trust for yourself where you felt like you didn't deliver or trust broken with life. And I want you to see if you can start to find the upsides or the benefits or the pros or the advantages or the enhancements. There are so many different words I could use for the same thing. Of those experiences where it was actually helping you, see a different light. See the experience through a different light where it's actually a gift to you. And when you start to transform these experiences in your mind where they're no longer a source of pain or trauma or difficulty, but actually a gift, you start repairing your relationship with these aspects of your life. And so moving forward, it gives you a different level of certainty and conviction that you will be okay. And if you think about that, if you start to genuinely believe that you will be okay in your path moving forward, think about what you start to believe you can achieve. Think about what you can start going and leaning into and going and creating for yourself. Because the reality is you won't go and do anything unless you believe it's possible and that you believe it's worthy. So the more you work on where that belief has been fractured and where that trust has been fractured throughout your past, it will help you develop a different level of certainty to start going after it and getting the thing that you deserve. That's what I want to try and help you with. Because if you can go and create the things that you're trying to create for yourself in a way that you genuinely believe you deserve, and something I've given you has helped you do that, then I've done my job. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm trying to do for you. So anyway, I hope that topic and I hope this episode has been valuable for you. Please make sure that you take a moment to leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode. And if you aren't, make sure you're following or subscribing to the podcast so you get the latest episodes as they come out. We've got some really cool topics coming down the pipeline and I can't wait to, for you to listen to them and to hear your feedback as we send those out. Anyway, thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.